This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes. And it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Ravens Post Game Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports on 105.7 The Fan. And he also is the reporter for our Baltimore Ravens. Here we go. Is this week 11? It is. Are we at week 11? Wow. Finally. Okay, so we're not. I wouldn't call it a stretch yet, but we're obviously on the other half of the season. We're we're past the the halfway point, uh, and we are at the stretch where everybody likes to talk about right the stretch of oh well they're not playing against anybody you know like they, their opponents are are lesser of and all of this other stuff. So first one up the bat of the lesser ofs is the Carolina Panthers and. Uh, we typically split it up, Cordell, you and I, in terms of how we see this going on both sides of the ball. Let's start defense today. Mm-hmm. So um, Ravens defense obviously looks like a brand new defense now. Um, and, and the addition of Roquan Smith has, even in, in, in his first game, I mean, already was making plays for the Baltimore Ravens. So enter uh, the Carolina Panthers, who obviously have a pretty good run game. They're pretty consistent in their run game. Baker Mayfield is going to be the starter um, due to P.J. having an injury. Uh, so this is not probably what they've seen the last few weeks. It's, it's not what they've seen the last few weeks. Um, but this team is familiar with Baker Mayfield, obviously, because, you know, we know that he was drafted by the Cleveland Browns. Um, so, you know, what do you think the key – I, I I, per- I really think the key, obviously, is making them one-dimensional and forcing 
uh, Baker to be the one to make plays. Now, I know that sounds like, oh, but they still got DJ Moore. I, I completely understand that. But if your pass rush is being as strong as it is, I think that forcing them to throw works in the Ravens' favor. Oh, definitely. I mean, they want to run the ball. Uh, the Panthers have to run the ball to stay on schedule. This isn't a team that can um, succeed when they have to play behind the sticks. They have to stay on schedule and um, make sure that they get in manageable third down situations. They want the third and short. So their plan is to give it to Deontay Foreman back, sometimes back to back times uh, to get them, you know, hopefully get four, three to four yards a carry on those first two downs and set up a third and four, third and three situation. And they may give it to him again. Uh, or they might hit DJ Moore. DJ Moore is really the only guy that scares me on a consistent basis in this past game. Terrence Marshall, he gets uh, some targets as well. They like to use him in the screen game, get him the ball out in space and let him get something uh, after the catch. But DJ Moore, as good as he is, uh, he doesn't scare me in this situation simply because I, I think it's going to take more than DJ Moore to beat this Ravens team is it, this isn't if, 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 if we were talking about the Falcons or somebody like that sure DJ Moore alone uh in the past game alone would be enough but I, I don't think that's enough in this case um they definitely want to run the football Deontay Foreman has been incredible over the last th three of his last four games he's had over 100 yards three of his last four games and he's also had four touchdowns in his last four games as well. And while this Carolina Panthers team doesn't scare you statistically, they're, they're like third to last in total yards so far this season. They do average uh, about 20 points a game. That's still bottom half of the league. Um, they are tied for fifth, though, in the NFL in rushing touchdowns. So, you know, some of that is them just – pushing the ball down the field and having these extended drives and being able to run the ball effectively in the red zone. But sometimes they can wear, they, they like to use the Ravens formula of wearing defenses down. They're going to run the ball a lot. De Deontay Foreman had 31 carries uh, in the win over Atlanta last Thursday night, 130 yards and a touchdown in that game. One thing about this Carolina team, they are going to run the football for all four quarters. Um, the best thing that the Ravens could do is get up early on them like Cincinnati did to where they have to abandon the run game uh, and become one dimensional, like you said. And I don't think anybody is necessarily afraid of Baker Mayfield beating them with his arm the entire game. I mean, if that's the way you lose, then so be it. So be it. You know? <laughs> um, but you, you would rather that then Deontay Foreman sit there and run the ball down your throat and wear your defense down because he's going to be a tough guy to tackle, especially if this game is close in the fourth quarter. I would be a little worried. I'm a little worried at that point because both of these defenses could potentially be worn down. Both of these offenses want to run the football a lot. And Deontay Foreman has that Derrick Henry style of, of running. Obviously, he's not Derrick Henry. Uh, but he he runs very strong, very aggressive. He's a tough guy to bring down. He's not going down a lot off of first contact. Thankfully, the Ravens have the best tackler in the NFL right now in the middle of their defense and Roquan yep. Smith. Um, 
you know, uh, they'll they'll be able to have a fresh defensive line, guys coming off the bye. Uh, so Calais Campbell, Matt Abike, Travis Jones, even Brent Urban. I think it'll be important for this Ravens defense to have a consistent rotation along that front line, of, especially the interior of that defensive line, just to keep guys fresh. Um, and with the temperatures looking like it's going to be in the mid to low 30s on Sunday, Ew, gross. That, makes, that makes the tackling even more important. It's going to, you know, these tackles yep. are going to be, it's going to get harder to tackle these guys as the game goes on. Your arms are getting numb. You know, it's it's cold weather. Um, so I, I don't expect it to be a big challenge for the Ravens. I, I think the key for them is to be able to start strong. And they've been able to do that mo- mostly this season. Uh I don't think that this is a Carolina team that scares you in terms of being able to come back from a big deficit because they struggle so much in the past game. Um, I, I don't foresee that happening. So if the Ravens can get a big lead on these guys early, um, they they could be in store for, for a snooze fest in the second half. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's fair to point out that the Ravens right now, from a run defensive perspective, is playing phenomenal. They're third right now in um, giving up rushing yards per game. And I think that that's very important when you see the Carolina Panthers. We know that that's what they want to do. We know that they want to run the football. And I agree with you that if this game is close, it's concerning because – you know, one of the things that we talked about in the Giants game was that the Giants were going to be who they were. It didn't mm-hmm. matter. They, what they weren't going to do when they were down double digits was get away from what they do best, which which is running the football. And they didn't. And even though um, Saquon Barkley didn't like have a, a great game statistically, he was still very much a part of what they were doing, particularly in the fourth quarter. So what you don't want is for this Carolina Panthers offense to feel like that they have a chance to be co- to compete. You have to get them out of this game early. And by doing that, that means continuing being the stout offense, um, excuse me, the stout rushing defense that you've been. And um, that's the only way that can do it. You don't know, you know, what you're getting from Baker. He hasn't played in quite some time. Um, it could very well be that he feels like this is his last chance in terms of getting like another potential starting gig. So he might be pushing it himself, but easily the best thing to do in this situation is eliminate what they do best. And that's obviously them running the football. So, you know, I I think that the Ravens are in place. Here's another thing too. We asked Coach Harbaugh this week about um, is David Ajabo playing? And, you know, he didn't say yes, but it felt, very confident that he will be getting some reps on Sunday. And I don't expect him to get, you know, like, I don't expect him to be in a full game. I think they're just going to get his feet wet. But I do bring that up because, number one, it allows your other linebackers to have fresh legs, something that Justin Houston also mentioned, you know, in terms of, like, just getting some rest, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Because he also said, like, I've been playing more than I've played in the last few years. His, His load has increased. And that's why we're seeing him play at such a high level because we're seeing more of Justin Houston. That being said, Justin Houston is in his mid-30s. So I'm sure he would like a couple of breathers here and there. And so if you can get a, a guy like Ajabo in just to kind of let um, 
Houston take a break off and he's effective, like right off the bat, mm-hmm. then this bodes to be a long day for the passing game for the Carolina Panthers. Add the fact that the Ravens are really stout in run defense. It really could get ugly. Cur- currently right now, the Panthers are 23rd in points per game. So they're in the bottom tier. They ain't lighting nobody up. But obviously keeping them in the game is running the football and the time of possession that typically works in their favor. So I I agree with you. You have to find a way to just get Freeman out of this. Get Freeman out of this game. As much as we love DJ Moore in Baltimore, because we know Ravens fans was harboring for a trade for him um, at the deadline, I just really think that he could potentially be a non-factor if you eliminate the run game and force Baker, a person who has not played in weeks, to try to get him the ball consistently. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, you mentioned David Ajabo. I I agree. I think if David Ajabo – I think David Ajabo is going to play on Sunday. Me too. Um, Especially if he can make it through the rest of this week on getting – being as a full participant in practice. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also – agree that they're going to use him in a situational mode. He's going to be, I I wouldn't be mad if they threw him out there every third down, every pass rushing situation, you take a Dafe Owe out and you put a David Ajabo in. Um, And, you know, finally we'll be able to see what happens when the Ravens have a legit pass rusher on each side of, on on each side of the line. Um, And yeah, you're right. Justin Houston, he's definitely played a lot of snaps, this year, more so at the start of the year, I think, you know, especially, I mean, you think to early in the season when Justin Houston was playing like 85% of the game and 80% of the game and stuff. Over the last couple of weeks, it's kind of trended down. Uh, at one point, he had, what, four sacks and 40 snaps, you know, mm-hmm. in the span of two games. So I think that they are start with them getting healthier at the linebacker position is allowing them to have a little more of a rotation. And I think as of late, it's been less is more for Justin Houston. Um, them kind of cutting down on his snaps as of late has allowed him to be fresher when he d- is out there. And I think you're seeing the production go up um, due to that. Uh, but I, I, I am curious to see what the rotation looks like once David Ajabo is out there. Who's I, I expect Adafi Owe to have his snaps take a hit. We'll see uh, yeah. if that ends up being the case. But he has given them little to nothing in the pass rush department right now. You got to at least see uh, what a job. And, and even JPP, I think his snap count is probably going to go down as well, yep. uh, especially on pass rushing situations. Um, so, you know, that'll that'll definitely be something to keep, keep our eye on. And Baker Mayfield, even though he hasn't played a lot as of late, when he was playing, Baker was one of the more sacked quarterbacks in the NFL. Baker Mayfield – have 15, he was sacked 15 times in six games, you know, so uh, you can definitely get to him. He's going to hold the ball because Baker just can't help himself, but want to try to make a play. Um, And that's when the Ravens who have a, you know, are are, what third in the NFL right now in turnover differential. That's where they make their money right there is being able to force you into doing something you don't want to do and getting a takeaway. Um, So that, that'll definitely be important in this game. And, uh, like I said, I, I don't. I, I would be surprised if the Panthers are able to have a sustainable offense throughout this game. Um, and to start, we'll see what happens. All, obviously, they're going to want to come out and run the football. Can the Ravens shut the run down enough? 
to where they have to get into the third and eights, the third and sevens, the passing third downs. As long as they keep them out of third and shorts, I think they'll be fine. I agree. And and look, this is a good problem to have, right? Having a, a, an abundance of outside linebackers available to you to try to get the, some pressure onto the quarterback in passing situations. So the Ravens right now are in really great position mm-hmm. um, from a defensive perspective. It just feels like they're, they're coming together and they're getting healthier. And that's a scary thing when you start looking at the roster that the Ravens have. I completely forgot about JPP being on this roster. So yeah. that already tells you, you know, and again, it's no disrespect. It's a good thing because there's so many other guys that we are excited about coming back um, and being a part of this, you know, defense. It just says a lot about their depth at this point that they have, particularly in that position. All right, before we get into our next segment, just want to make sure that you are subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast. So that way, every time Cordell and I drop a new episode, you will be the first to get it. Okay, let's flip it over to the Ravens offense. And this is an offense that finally is just being themselves. They're being who they are. They're being what they're good at. Uh, And I would like to think that they are going to consistently be that way down the stretch. You and I already talked about this, Cordell, that, you know, running game has trended up. Well, who does the run game best as of right now? I mean, you can say the Chicago Bears, whatever. That's a very recent trend. Um, because ironically, the Chicago Bears admitted that they have stolen some plays from the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, right? So that has contributed to what they've done the past few weeks, I truly believe. So listen, okay, the student is a little bit better than the teacher at the moment, but the Ravens do this best. They know how to run the football. They have a quarterback that can run the football. Oh, by the way, Coach Harbaugh said Gus Edwards was out there practicing, which tells me that he'll probably be playing on Sunday. Uh, Not really sure on the situation with Mark Andrews. He admitted that he had limited practice. But either way, the fact that Lamar spread the ball around pretty well um, to his receiving group in the New Orleans games uh, game gives you confidence that that's something that he will continue to try to do down the stretch. Uh, this is going against a defense, the Carolina defense, that is 26th in takeaways and 24th in points per game that they're giving up in total defense. So if you're the Ravens, Yes, I'm completely aware of Brian Burns. I know we're going to talk about him pretty extensively uh, in this segment. Overall, though, as a team that has a top seven offense going against a defense like this and having their strong guys come back, I think that that's a positive sign here. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's it's hard to dress this up and make this sound interesting. I mean, the the Ravens outmatched the Panthers on both sides of the ball. Um, the Carolina, what both when Carolina has success, they're running the ball well, and their defense is getting off the field. Um, they have guys like you mentioned, Brian Burns, that can get to the quarterback. Um, but it's it's as a unit, they're not great. I mean, you look at it. Passing wise, the bottom half of the league, uh, really kind of more so middle of the pack as far as passing yards allowed per game. Rushing their bottom half of the league, giving up uh, 139 yards, almost 140 yards a game on the ground. And they're facing a Ravens team right now that's second in the NFL in rushing. 
and the Ravens, albeit, uh, like you said, I think that they're still one of the better, still possibly the best rushing team in the NFL. Uh, they The Ravens average 168 yards on the ground um, a game. So you, you look at a situation in this where maybe the passing game can kind of wake up against this team. And obviously Mark Andrews would be a big piece of that if he's able to play. Um, him practicing on Wednesday in limited fashion is a step in the right direction. We'll see how the rest of the week goes. Um, but I, I do think that a lot of people have talked about, and I think we had this discussion too, as far as whether or not certain guys like Mark Andrews or Gus Edwards will play in this game because they may not need them to beat the Panthers. And I, I don't, I don't think that's the mindset that they're going to take. I, I, I really think that if these guys are able to play, they're going to play. Um, and and it's just tough to go into the, it's tough to buy into your own hype. I think that's the big key here for the Ravens to not get caught up into your own hype. Don't get caught up into looking at the schedule and having everybody around you tell you that, oh, yeah, it's laid. The red carpet is laid out for you. You know, you could possibly run the tables the rest of the, the rest of the season. Like <laughs> you, you can't you can't feed into that. And I don't think they will. Coach Harbaugh's teams are historically very good coming out of the bye. So he's going to have these guys ready to play. Um, offensively, the big plays haven't been there for the Ravens a lot this season. Maybe this is the week that it wakes up against a team like the uh, like a team like the car uh, the, the Carolina Panthers. Especially their defense isn't necessarily one that scares you. Right. They can make plays if they're in the game. It's it's tough. You it's tough to really gauge this team based off this off the numbers because the numbers are going to say that they're terrible. Yep. Um, but when you watch them. They in, in in their few limited successful games this season, even the games that they've lost, they haven't been blown out in every game that they played this year. They played some teams tough. Um, their defense can hang around, but ultimately, can the can the Ravens do what they always do, which is wear defenses down, control the ball, control uh, time of possession, and really get to the second half and just run you out of the run you out of the stadium. Um, with Gus Edwards being back potentially this week, it gives them a very good chance to do that. Uh, I want to see if Lamar will make the concerted effort to spread the ball around the way he was able to do against the Saints. It's a different story once Mark Andrews is on the field. And um, I'm, I know he has trust in a lot of these other guys, but obviously he doesn't have the trust in them that he has in Mark Andrews. I really want to see if he can find a way to get consistent with spreading the ball around if he can I think that'll be a huge step for this offense absolutely and that's my thing I, I think that what happens here is that if you continue to be consistent about what you did in New Orleans I think that that's the key to success we know that you're going to run the football that's not going to be an issue you're going to run the ball but the the key is Finding ways to get other guys involved. And that's what I asked him, you know, at the presser yesterday, because at the end of the day, we know Mark Andrews is, is a beast. We know that he's one of the top players, not only on the Ravens, but in the National Football League. There's nobody that's going to argue about that. That doesn't mean that Mark Andrews should always get the ball either, just because he's one of the top players in the National Football League. You have to get other guys involved because Every defense knows you're going to want to go to 89. That's basically, that's not rocket science. You know what I mean? A second grader can come up with that. So what do you do to mitigate defenses 
um, trying to zero in on Mark Andrews. And that means getting other guys involved. And, I, and honestly, and sorry that, not to cut you off, but really just to even get more specific, I think they need to find a way to get other guys involved on third downs. Because okay. third downs is when you know Mark Andrews is going to be the target. Somebody else has to show that they can be uh, depended on when you got to get the first down. First and second down is totally different, but third down, especially passing situations for the Ravens, everybody knows that they're looking for 89. And even in the red zone, they have to find ways to break tendency and get one of these other guys to step up, I think, specifically in on situational downs like third down. I agree. And, and you know, it would be really nice to see guys like James Porsche. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Couldn't help myself. Sorry, Steve Smith. I'm always – Make a joke about that because you talk really high about a guy whose last name you couldn't even say. Um, <laughs> At least he's talking high about him. Oh, for sure. For sure. I would love to see Prochet get, get more touches because, look, although he only had two catches, he had two targets. So he caught the targets that he was supposed to catch. So why not get him more involved into this offense? Why not get Duvernay back into this offense like we saw a few weeks ago? Why not get these guys rolling likely, you know, a guy that we were high on coming into the season, get those guys involved. And that way, then they'll start finding ways to single Mark Andrews. And then it can get nasty out there. It can get real nasty. If you start, if you take away the ideal from defensive coordinators that Mark Andrews is going to be your guy and that you have to figure out who's the next guy, because it could be anybody, quite frankly, right? Wow. Like, as of right now, the Ravens don't, like, have a solid number one. You know, DuVernay is probably, like, a solid – maybe somewhere else. He's a, a, he's definitely a three, maybe a two somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? But they don't have, like, outside of Andrews, they don't have a guy, right, that you are specifically zoning in on to say he's the next threat in line, right? right. So that, to me – potentially works in the Ravens' favor. Because if you're getting single coverages, if you're getting Andrews doubled and you're getting single coverages on other guys, and we've seen other guys make plays in single coverage, get the ball to those guys. It's yeah. real simple math, I promise you. And that can help get this offense rolling. That can help. Look, and also passes in the underneath, passes in the flat. Those help as well in terms of, you know, just getting the short yardage situations or potentially having the the one-on-one -on -one matchup of a defender missing for a longer, you know, um, a, a yards after the catch. There's so many things that really can be done. And I just really hope, because we obviously don't know if Andrews is going to play. If I had to guess, I'd say no. But if he does, I we really have to find a way to not make Andrews the focal point because that's what's going to get defenses confused about who they should be covering next. And then that way that can open up Andrews. Oh, and then that way the running game can continue to be great. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned James Prochet. I think he's a guy that could definitely be that third down, you know, that that third down safety net. For Lamar, if there's anybody else on this offense right now that I feel like can consistently be there available for you in third and medium situations, I think James Prochet, could, that's, that could be the role for him um, because he's sure-handed. He can't – he's not necessarily a burner, but he he's a great route runner. He can get enough separation to give Lamar uh, a window to throw the ball in. And the thing is, I mean, unless they're in zone coverage, a lot of these guys aren't getting – 
more than one guy attention you know it's a lot of one-on-one matchups going on out there mark andrews is typically the guy that they're focusing on so that's kind of what concerns me at least from the wide receiver standpoint is that these guys aren't consistently winning uh their one-on-one battles they're not necessarily getting the ball a ton but even when lamar has his accuracy issues there's nobody on this team that can make up for that lamar has to throw a perfect ball uh, every time to these guys. And I, I just want to see somebody step up and start making a play for their quarterback. I also would love to see Lamar be a little more accurate, uh, of course, but you know, it's a part of the game. Quarterbacks aren't always going to be able to put the ball right on the numbers. You got to have somebody that can make up for that uh, and, and be able to make a play for their, for their quarterback down the field. And right now, it hasn't been anybody to show that they could consistently do that. Devin Duvernay, when he's gotten opportunities, has uh, done it. But that goes in back to Lamar and trusting guys more. I'm not. I'm not saying throw 50-50 balls to Devin Duvernay uh, right. on a consistent basis, but give these guys a chance. You, you gotta. You gotta get their feet wet. And I think the more opportunities they get, they get uh, the the better they'll be. I just feel like. Um, I agree with you. I think that when I look at the Bills play, if, for instance, Josh Allen had a, a play. Uh, he didn't play well on, on last Sunday. That's obvious. But he really should have had more turnovers. There was one particular play where he completely overthrew um, Stephon Diggs. And Stephon Diggs, like, goes up like this was a uh, like like this was a combine <laughs> um, skill competition. And, like, just leapfrogs in the air to bring this ball down because if he does it, there's a safety behind him. That's going to pick that ball off. And you need that. That's the type of dude you need. I have no idea who that dude is on this team. And now is the time to be that dude on this team. If you're the Devin DuVernay's, if you're the James Prochet's, if you're the Tylon Wallace's, if you're the Isaiah Likely's, now is the opportunity to show somebody that you can be that guy, that you can step up and be the guy that they really need. Okay, for instance, um, we saw, you know, in the, the Saints game when Lamar fumbled the football and then he he gets out, you know, the pocket and he throws like a 50-yarder down the field. I think that's to Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun can't make the play. And a lot of people will say, well, you know, the defender made a good play, and that's fine. I mean, that could go either way. I'm just making the point that I just feel like that if, if they had a guy, a guy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That play, that's a better play for the off, for the offensive player. You need a guy that can finish that type of playoff. And I, I just think down the stretch, if you are serious about this run, this and, and potentially this playoff run, because at the end of the day, Cordell, the Ravens could potentially be in line for a number one seed. I know I sound crazy saying that. But I, when you start looking at what the Chiefs have remaining in terms of like their divisional opponents, um, in terms of what the Bills have, and we know the AFC East is just ridiculously condensely good, um, there's a possibility that the Ravens could really make a run and and push for a number one seed. So somebody, in order for that to happen, somebody on offense has to step up, not Mark Andrews. Somebody has to be that person to say. I'm willing to take over since Rashard Bateman is not here. I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that can be relied on. I want to be the guy that's going to be able to make the plays. And you will see how different this offense looks if somebody finds a way to be the the next guy up to make this uh, a passing offense go. 
Yeah, it'd be nice if they had that guy. I, I, I don't know if they have that guy on this roster, uh, but it'd be nice if somebody was a surprise um, type of guy. And really, they don't need to even be spectacular. I just think they just need guys on a, across the board, from Lamar to these receivers in general. I think all of them, if they all took one more step forward, it would go a long way in this offense. And that means Lamar hitting on some of these layup passes uh, that he hasn't hit on on a consistent basis that would mean these receivers getting set more separation, beating their defenders in one-on-one matchups. Um, if, if those things happen just on a little more of a frequent basis, I think we'll see this offense take a huge step forward. Looking forward to it. The Raven, look, regardless of all of their flaws, they are still one of the top offenses in the National Football League. I mean, <laughs> I know we we argue, we fuss about what they don't do week by week, and yet somehow, some way, they oh, are yeah, still they get it done. They get it done. And this, like I said, this could be the week where the you know they they have a big day offensively. This could be the week where they explode specifically in the passing game. Uh, it'd be nice, honestly. Despite, it'd be nice. Yeah, this, despite all of their issues, the Ravens are currently fourth in offense and points per game. Fourth, guys. As, as much as we complain, fourth in points per game. So, you know, and, and that's in nine games. And there's a lot of people on, in, on this list that has already played 10 games. So that should tell you a lot about what this Ravens offense can potentially do and, and what we would hope that they can continue moving forward. All right, before we get into our last segment, have you subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast? If not, what exactly are you waiting for? Don't you want all of the great news regarding your Baltimore Ravens? Hurry up and hit that subscribe button so you can get all of the new episodes. All right, here we go. Pick time, Cordell. So we talked earlier this week and you kind of said, well, you got to see how I feel later in the week. And and, and that's important ladies and gentlemen, because Cordell has been very good with picking uh, the games in the, over the last few weeks. So we have to know what the pulse is of what Cordell is feeling (laughs) because Cordell has been good with this. So Mr. Woodland, if you had to guess what exactly is going to happen on Sunday. Yeah, I've gone through a couple of scenarios in my mind. I I will say this. I'm I'm going to predict the Ravens to win. But how much is the question? And I I because I've battled with myself, what would it take for the Panthers to win this game? And I think the Ravens would have to play the worst game that they played all season for them to lose in this yeah. in this game. And that just does not seem realistic to me with them coming off this bye week. Um, riding the three-game win streak that they are, I think that they're locked in and focused right now, um, and they understand the opportunity at hand to really take this AFC by storm right now, maybe even the league by storm. In a league where, you know, a lot of people are still looking for their identities, some teams are looking for consistency, and maybe some of these teams that have looked great to this point in the season could have could have uh what's the what am I looking to say could have peaked too soon um so that's that's the challenge for the Ravens right now who are on a three-game win streak to not do that we've heard Lamar and coach Harbaugh say they don't want to peak too soon hopefully we haven't seen the best of the Ravens to this point 
but I'm picking them to win. Uh, I'm going to say Ravens 33, Carolina 14. I, I think it. I think it turns out to be a blowout in the end, simply because the Panthers will won't be able to sustain drives after a while. I, I don't think that they'll be able to sustain drives, and you mix in a couple a turnover here, a turnover there. And I feel like this defense is to the point that once they start smelling blood, that's that's when they're going to take it up a notch. So you could see more. Uh, you could see Mike McDonald getting a little crazier with with his blitzes this year. He hasn't had to blitz a lot to um, to get to the quarterback. There's no reason to think that that'll change. But I think that once they start feeling themselves and once they get that confidence that okay, we we've, we've taken these guys as heart. They don't they don't really want to play anymore. I think that's when he's going to turn up the pressure. And then all of a sudden you may start seeing more exotic blitzes on Sunday than we've seen all season from Mike McDonald. Um, and I think that's when the turnovers will start to ratchet up. That's when the sacks will start turning on. And like us, like we both said, once you once they abandon the run game, you got them right with right, right where you want them. So in combination with the defense basically taking the Panthers offense out of the game. I think the Ravens, considering that they'll be on the field a lot, they will be able to kind of wear them down just with the run game and with the offense, the, the Panthers offense basically not being able to sustain anything. They may get, like I said, I have them scoring 14 points and I'll even take it up a notch. Maybe we'll give them 17 uh, as well, but I think that most of that will end up happening in the second half once the Ravens are starting to play a little softer and letting them, you know, dink and dunk their way up the field. But I do think this ends up being a blowout. I want to say it's a blowout. I do. I feel that way that it's a blowout. But just because, And so because of that, it's not going to be a blowout. Watch. It's not going to be a blowout. <laughs> do I think that the Ravens will win still, even though I think it's not going to be a blowout because I think it'll be a blowout? Yes. But I'm too confident in, in it being a blowout, Cordell. I am, mm. which means it will not be a blowout. I just <laughs> want you to know that's just kind of how it goes with me. If I think it's going to be a blowout, it ain't going to be no blowout. Right. So I think that the Ravens win this game 31-27. At some point, for whatever reason, wow. for some point, for whatever reason, what's going to happen is they're going to be up big time. Mm-hmm. And then some, and then somebody's going to take their foot off the gas. Right. I don't know, I, I, or a turnover here is going to kind of flip some momentum into the Carolina Panthers' favor, and I think that that's what's going to happen. I think that they will have a huge lead, and somehow it gets diminished, and 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 the Panthers will s- try to scratch their way back into it. Ultimately, I think that the Ravens win the football game. What we need, though. Because you already mentioned the weather. It will be the, the, the high for Sunday is 37 degrees. That is five degrees yeah. below freezing. Five. Okay. Uh, not a lot. But I need the flock to be out there in their big coats, their thick hats, their sweatshirts, hoodies, Uggs, whatever you got to do to be warm. <laughs> And you got to make all the noise to make sure that I am wrong about this and that Cordell is right about this and stay on their necks and don't stop yelling. Don't stop being involved in the, in what's going on simply because it's cold outside. Get y'all right. asses out there on Sunday. Get loud. 
get rowdy, make sure you got to do whatever you got to do for the home field advantage to be clear that they don't want to come back here in November in 37 degrees outside. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I think it's definitely set up for a blowout. I mean, and the fans will be a big part of it as they always are, no doubt. Um, but you know, one thing to pay attention, if, if this game is going to be close, it's going to be because Baker Mayfield is making plays. Exactly. Um, and you look at it, albeit it was in, it was while they were getting blown out and they had to play big time catch up uh, against the Carolina, I mean, against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, the, the Bengals were up 35 to nothing at halftime. So you knew they, that the uh, Panthers were going to do nothing but throw the ball in the second half. Albeit though, Baker was 14 for 20, a buck 55 and two, two touchdowns in that game. Yeah. Um, so I, I think this is a guy that wants his, he wants to show that he can still be a starter in this league. Um, and he hasn't had the opportunity to show that over the last couple of weeks. I think Baker is going to try to do his best to take advantage of the opportunity that yep. he has right now and basically keep a lock on that starting quarterback job, at least for the rest of the season while he's in Carolina. Um, I don't I don't think he enjoys being on the bench for PJ Walker uh the way it's had to be the last couple of weeks. It is what it is. I don't think Baker's as bad as everybody thinks he is. I also don't think he's that great either. Um but uh, he he is a guy that's won games in this league, has had success in this league, has had success at times uh against the Ravens. So anything can happen. If they're going to be close, it's going to be because Baker is making plays. Like I said, I still think it's a blowout, but definitely something to, to be on guard about. I completely agree. We agree on the fact that, like, Baker feels like this might be his last chance. And so in that regard alone, I, I feel like, you know, they're going. he's going to do his best to play his best football because he doesn't want to get back on the bench. You know, when P.J. Walker gets better, I, I, I feel like he's going to want to make sure he's the guy. Right. You know, still playing. Um, at, at that level. So I think that he's going to do the best. Now, that could absolutely mean he's going to make mistakes in the process because he's overthinking it. Yep. It's very possible. And that's kind of what you want. But I, we just have to be prepared for, you know, Baker actually making some plays. And he has a good wide receiver in DJ Moore. So it's it's not impossible. You know what I mean? Um, so we have to be prepared for that. And that's another reason why I, I say, even though I feel like it's going to be a blowout, it ain't going to be a blowout. Um, because I do feel like, you know, the, like the Panthers, we keep forgetting, is not out of the AFC South race. No, they got plenty to play for. They got plenty to play for. Why would they, you know, roll over for the Baltimore Ravens? Now, it does help that this is an it would be a non-conference loss for them. But it doesn't a loss is still a loss at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? You still want to try to stack wins in a conference that is weak this season. And you have to do the best that you can to stay fighting. So I expect the Panthers to bring their A game because they know that everybody right now is riding on the Ravens. And I expect them to make some plays. And so that's why I feel like, yeah, if you look at it on paper, it's a blowout. However, this is the National Football League. It just don't work that way. You know what I'm saying? And every week, guys are going to go out and play for their own individual content, uh, contracts, for their team records, for their division wins, for their playoff chances. They all still have those things in play. And so uh, that's why I feel like it might be closer than what we think it's going to be. But I would much rather you, Cordell, being the accurate <laughs> as you've been. 
thus far this season. <laughs> so yeah, I'll hopefully take, I can stay on that heater. We'll absolutely. See. I'm hoping that's that that we that Cordell's prediction is way better than mine because I don't want no nail biter. Okay, I, I I don't have time for that. I don't have time for nail biters. I don't want it. Yeah, I'm kind of rooting for a blowout myself. I, I, I would like by the fourth quarter, you know, people are just merry and, you know, drinking hot chocolate or whatever you got to do to keep yourself warm out there, whatever. Drinking that, just having a good time at that point and, you know, oh, 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 and all good <laughs> <get> along. <laughs> so thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you. So from Cordell to me, this is Winnie Brown.